In this episode, myself and Becca will tackle one of the more difficult topics you'll hear on this podcast. We'll talk about the lies surrounding porn and sex and all the crazy stuff culture throws at us with that topic. This will be a more mature podcast, so please be advised. Grab your coffee and join us around the table in the one where we talk about porn, sex, and all the lies culture throws at it. Welcome to Coffee and Convos. Uh, I'm your host, Josh, and I am joined by my beautiful, lovely co-host, who is also my gorgeous wife, Becca. <laughs> Becca, how are you tonight? I am good. Our little guy handed over his cold to me, so if you hear some sniffling, I'm really sorry. I'm trying to keep it to a minimum. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Our little guy has gotten his first cold. Second, but this Second. one is definitely yeah. much harder than the other one was. <laughs> yeah, this is. I think this is the first time he's had like a high fever. Yeah, which was definitely. a little scary. So yeah, the last couple of days we've been battling that and just walking through that and loving on him and making sure you know he feels comforted and his little nose keeps dripping. Today I Maybe. had him here at the house and he was just so like he. You could tell he wants to like be happy and playful, but he is just uh, tired, very yeah. tired. But yeah. uh, well, welcome everyone. And uh, I want to start off by saying, man, thank you so much for everyone who tuned in to our first podcast. Yeah, thank you guys. We are over um, 100 listens and um, I forget how many subs we have, um, but thank you for everyone who subscribes. And if you haven't already, Make sure you go subscribe, iTunes, um, Google Play, and Spotify. <clears throat> and um, if there's another um, station, by the way, that um, maybe you listen to, I, I, someone actually asked me at church the other day um, about Pandora. So I have to look into that, possibly getting our podcast on there. But if there's another um, avenue, please let us know because we want to make sure um, everyone can listen and stuff like that. But um, I also want to shout out every every podcast, like we kind of said last month, we want to talk about, number one, the coffee we're drinking. So tonight <laughs> um, is a special coffee because Yay. our amazing friends, Josh and Hattie Bertone, we're up in the Panhandle, and they visited one of our favorite coffee shops, Lucky Goat Coffee. Praise God. And they brought us back some delicious coffee. So tonight's blend is called Goat Tracks uh, with some notes of chocolate and caramel. And uh, yeah, it's delicious. I'm drinking from my, uh, my pass holder Flower and Garden Mug because Flower and Garden <laughs> Festival started this week at Epcot. And uh, hopefully we'll get down there soon to check out this year's Flower and Garden. Yeah. Well, and, you know, on the coffee, actually. So I'm definitely not one to, like, taste, like, the different flavors or whatever in it. Um, but I was, like, super impressed. Like, you can really taste, like, the chocolate in that coffee. Um, so that's yeah. pretty cool. And then um, I'm drinking coffee from my Port Orleans Resort, Disney, um, <laughs> which is fitting because Josh got one of his little scent subscribe box things <laughs> in, and it's the Port Orleans um, 
scent. So we are smelling like Port Orleans while I drink from my Port Orleans. Come on. It's <laughs> I know we had um, we had a couple of people reach out and say, you know, when are you guys gonna talk Disney? Um, don't worry, Disney's coming up. In fact, next week um, we plan to talk about Disney. Um, well, two weeks. Two weeks, sorry. <laughs> yeah. What am I thinking? Pushing us ahead. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so thank you for everyone tuning in. Um, we're so excited. And I, I wanted to talk real quick. I had this question come up. I had a couple of people message me, but they want to know the tech that we're using. And so uh, I figured this would be kind of a, a great opportunity to talk um, talk tech and, and just kind of the, the different stuff we're using to record this podcast. I'm sure everyone has a different method or, or whatever. Um, but for us, we've chosen, uh, number one, recording from our um, my iPad Pro, and we are using the Shure MV88 mic. Um, it is a like one of the coolest mics I think I've ever um, like worked with. What's really unique about it is it's super portable. So this works on all Apple devices. Um, it is, um, basically it's, it's, uh, you plug it into your lightning connector and um, what's really neat is sure has actually developed an app um, to record from and you can monitor your gains on there there's different um, sub settings um, you can turn you know wind reduction on all kinds of different neat stuff so we've started using it for our podcast and uh, we're going to plan to use it as well in our uh our vlogs as well. So, um, but yeah, it's, it's great. And, um, let us know too, if you like hear something and you're like, Oh, I think the audio could be better or whatever. Um, we are definitely, um, all about that as well. Another, um, thing is so for our kind of technology we use on the backside to edit, um, the podcast, we, we use, um, a website called, um, Altu, and what's really neat is they give you full like capability to edit the podcast, to um, add post, you know, credits, to add music into it, without having to be like an expert, right? Because like I think in today's culture, like not everyone's an expert in, in audio engineering or post production. So Altu does a really, really great job. And then our platform that we use to release our podcast through is a uh, Podomatic. Um, Podomatic's great because they simplify the process. Um, they also have like their own interface. Um, so if you go to Podomatic, you can search all kinds of podcasts. Um, so we have our own page there as well. And uh, we are a pro um, level on Podomatic. Um, and so we get some perks, maybe I guess that your standard person wouldn't get. Um, so we're, we're excited so far. This is working great. Um, you know, we'll see where it goes. We might upgrade some stuff in the future, but right now, um, this technology is some of the best you can use in the world of podcast. And, uh, yeah, we're, we're really excited. So tonight, <laughs> tonight. So, um, we're going to dive in a little bit um, deeper this week, and we're going to talk, um, we're going to talk love, sex, porn, cultural lies. Um, we're really going to dig in um, pretty quick. And so, um, so this one is going to be a little bit more adult, a little bit more serious, um, but we're still going to have fun and share funny stories and <laughs> uh, just talk about life um, and kind of tell you our point of view. Yeah. Um, and that's really where it comes from. And so, you know, this can be kind of a hot topic. And so that's not what our, our, 
our goal is to not cause issues, um, but it's really just to share our heart and share the knowledge that we've learned um, and then just share really our experience because that's where we can um, come from the most is just our experience and um, what we've seen others go through, what we've gone through um, and just want to give wisdom where, where we feel fit. Yeah. So that's going to be tonight. Yeah. And, and we, we really, um, you know, it's our heart for this episode. Uh, I had someone ask me the other day, they're like, why are you guys going so heavy right out of the gate? Like, wouldn't you want to go a little (laughs) bit more lighthearted? And for us, you know, these topics um, are super close to us. I think, um, you know, for both of us walking through our teen years and stuff like that, like I think all teenagers struggle, um, especially in today's world um, because sex and porn and all these lies are being thrown at us constantly, whether it's social media, TV, movies, music, um, it's constantly in our face. And I know for, you know, for me personally, and I'll let Becca kind of share her part, like porn was a huge part of my life um, for over 10 years of my life. And um, I would, I would consider myself an addict um, because it wasn't just like a once in a while thing for me. You know, porn started out at an early age for me and turned into literally where some days I would watch porn six to seven times. and. Um, it turned into a deep place of pain. Um, there was so many things growing up that I wish like I, if, if I could go back in time, which I think everyone wishes they could go back in time to, to redo stuff. Um, I would definitely go back to that part of my life and, and just say, Josh, like, what the heck were you thinking? But just like, you know, when you're young, you're immature. Um, one of the things I've noticed, especially about porn and like sexual stuff is it hides and it masks in this kind of cloak of shame. Mm-hmm. And shame will um, keep you in a place of like, you don't tell anyone, you're struggling. Um, no one knew. Um, my, my closest family like had no idea I was struggling with porn, literally all my teen years, um, even into a couple years of my young adulthood. And, um, and it, it's a real thing and it's strangling um, our, our generation. And one of the things I just want to say off the bat is um, a couple things, actually. Number one, we are definitely not experts, Mm-mm. right? So we just have a heart for these topics. Um, we believe God's placed this kind of charge on us for purity and just raising up a generation that, you know, looks at sex and, and porn and, and maybe a different light and helps really bring light to those dark areas. So we're definitely not experts. I don't want you to think, oh man, like Josh and Becca, like they know everything about this. Trust me, we don't. (laughs) I read a lot of books. We, you know, we've listened to podcasts. We've watched interviews um, and we'll share some of those kind of platforms and different avenues in which we do that. But, um, and and the second thing I want to say is if you're listening tonight and you're struggling with porn, or maybe you're struggling with sex or any of these things that um, are, are just holding you down. First off, I just want to say there is no condemnation, no. right? No one's judging you. No one's going to see you differently. And if they do, shame on that person. No. Um, and, and I just want to say, especially for the guys listening, um, if you're addicted to porn, um, it's time to get help. Yeah. Like, listen... Um, you can be trapped in this the rest of your life, or you can say enough's enough. I'm going to take 
control over my eyes. I'm going to take control over my ears. Uh, and I'm going to take control of my life again. And so um, if you're watching this, man, I would encourage you reach out to me. Um, you know, you can you can hit me up on Instagram. Um, my email is josh uh, at mycitylight.org. Hit me up there. I would love to sit down with you. Literally, every time I share my testimony, I'll have married men, teenagers, um, people in general come up to me and just ask for help. Yeah. And so my heart is to help get you out of this. And um, and I can give you strategies to do that. So, um, Becca, you know, I, I think for guys, first, let me say this. Guys are visual creatures, yeah. right? So we're um, we're wired different than, than females. For us, like um, when we see something with our eyes, we say, man, that's good, right? Whether yeah. it's a double cheeseburger, praise God, <laughs> you know, some sushi, some coffee, or we see, you know, uh, a woman. And so for us, like our eyes are wired to be extremely visual. Um, and I think that's a downfall. For us as men, you know, and and it's a downfall, especially when we don't take control over them. Um, but give us like the female perspective, like what, how how would a female look at this and interpret it? So I think <clears throat> definitely guys are built more um, more visual, um, and I think that like for women, at least in, in what I feel. Like we just have that desire um, to to be longed for, um, mm. to feel sexy, to um, have intimacy, and um, just be wanted. Um, and so I think I think sometimes we get caught up when when you're single or um, or your you know boyfriend or spouse or whatever. Um, does engage in porn that sometimes that you feel like you need to engage because yeah. maybe they'll, they'll find you attractive yeah. if you're doing it with them. Wow. Um, or you're single and you just want some kind of connection. And so even if that means that the connection is you watching someone else, right. like do other things. Um, and so I think it's definitely, you know, it, it falls in that line of, um, those cultural lies. And then now culture saying that, um, porn, the porn industry, um, sending nudes, um, dressing provocatively, mm. that all of that is empowering well, and that's what women should want to do. And if you don't want to do that, or if you don't agree with the, that, then you're judgmental and closed minded. Um, and so it's definitely interesting, um, to see the way that culture puts things off. And, and we all know, you know, if you, if you know anything about the Lord and, you know, the, the enemy that that is just, um, those are just lies. And that's trying to cover the darkness that is, um, that is porn, um, in itself and just the, the cultural lies as a whole, um, that society is buying into is to, um, it's to just add more darkness. And so, um, Josh and I's hope is to shed a little light on some of the darkness um, that we see on a regular basis. Yeah. You know, what's crazy, um, I think sometimes we we really blame, like, the 21st century and we're just like, man, culture has just progressed, you know, down this yeah. dark tunnel that seems like we can never get out. But to be honest, like, 
this kind of stuff has has been with us since the dawn of humanity. Absolutely. You know, I, my mind instantly goes to King David, and mm-hmm. um, you know, there's a scripture where um, it says that you know during this time kings go off to war, David stayed behind, and um, and he stays behind, and the Bible says he's on his rooftop terrace and he's you know just relaxing and kind of being lazy when he needs to be on the front line with his guys. And he looks out and uh, and he sees this little young mama bathing mm-hmm. over on the roof, and um, and his and he allows his eyes to um, be the controller of his mind. Yeah. And uh, man, if you read that story, I'd encourage you. You know, take time read that story because it shows you, you know, this um, this kind of duality with guys and girls. You know it. For guys like you know David's visual, and so he, he you know he's attracted to her, and he goes and pulls her over, and little does he know she's married, yeah. you know. So there's an affair that happens, and then for the woman, she has this guy that's giving her attention, that's loving on her, and her husband's um, at war. She's lonely. She's lonely. Yep. And um, and what I've heard, he's a from, king. Yeah, yeah, and he's <laughs> a king. He got money. He's got wealth. <laughs> This isn't like her husband, who's just some dude on the front line, you know? Poor guy. I know. Gets such a bed rub. <laughs> and then he ends up dying. It's terrible. Um, <laughs> but, you know, I think, like, porn um, Porn used to be this taboo thing. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I think back to, like, clearly I wasn't alive during this time, but, like, 70s and 80s. And, you know, it's one of these things, like, it's on VHSs and, you know, um, your dad hides his Playboys underneath the mattress. And it's like this taboo thing that no one talks about. Fast yeah. forward to 2020 and porn is literally one of the largest income um, drawers um, in our nation, in the world. Um, Pornhub, which is the largest um, distributor of porn, um they average, I want to say, if I remember the statistic, um, and fact check me on this, but I want to say it was like 6 billion downloads a week. Oh, yeah. And um, and nothing's like, uh, I was reading an article about Pornhub. You know, when people submit videos on there, there's like this very um, like basic uh, form that you have to submit. And so they don't even check, like, is this like a teenager? No. You know, is this real rape or is this just like a scene that was posed to look like rape? Um, They don't check that stuff. And now it's biting them in the butt. Um, Recently, I I saw a news article about how, um, praise God, like people are finally being woke to like, this thing is destroying. And Pornhub's just, it's one of the larger ones, but there's plenty of other sites as well. But um, basically, like, people are trying to take it down because what they found is, like, within the, the dark kind of areas of Pornhub and all these billions of videos, um, there's actually um, teenagers and little kids yeah. that are performing sexual acts with adults. Mm-hmm. And, um, man, it's, it's this dark, dark, dark industry. You know, we, we follow... Um, uh, which I would encourage you check them out. Amazing resource, um, and it, and they come from a non-Christian perspective, which yeah. I think is good to have both Christian and non-Christian um, perspectives. But fight the new drug, amazing resource. I mean, they submit weekly um, blogs, videos. They give you tools how to fight it, and it's it's an awareness campaign. Yeah. And the stuff they they submit. I mean, we've read articles yeah. that just break our heart yeah. of. Um, 
of women being, you know, so like just destroyed from the porn industry that they are just lifeless shells walking around. Men. And men. Who've like gotten out and have like shared their testimony about how like they don't, they don't even know how to engage in a relationship. Like they don't even, they just can't feel anymore. Like it becomes so numbing um, for both, you know, men and female. And so, um, and and they've also had testimonies where they've talked about how they've had to lie and say how much they love what they do. Like yeah. this is their chosen um, occupation, and yeah. they wouldn't change anything about it. But meanwhile, they're taking drugs and alcohol just to just to cope, just to with cope every yeah. single day of what they do. Well, and it starts off. Um, what I've heard a lot of these, you know, uh, porn actors, it starts off with just basic modeling. Yeah, you know, these are people who are out in L.A., New York, some of these larger cities, Las Vegas. And they're just modeling, like yeah. with their clothes on, and then they'll have a producer come to them and say, "Hey, um, would you want to make some more money?" Yeah. And money talks. Yeah. Money talks in our society. Um, I, you know, I I look at money, and and I know Jesus, um, in, in the New Testament talks a lot on money, and just like he calls it the root of all evil. And I believe money is a, a huge thing; it's a blessing, but it is it can cause selfishness. Yeah. And it just ruins you. And from what I've heard is like these actors, you know, start start off with maybe posing new yeah. and just taking pictures to then they're doing a solo scene. And then it turns into, you know, um, whatever. It turns into heterosexual porn all the way to gay porn. Um, I mean, the list goes on. Yeah. And a lot of times these producers just keep pushing that actor to the point of like where they've become so numb. That they're like, whatever, I'll do anything. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I'll do anything. Or put the money where I can see it so at least I can look at it while I'm trying to get through the scene. Like, that, that's that been some of the stories we've read. And so, um, it's just, it's definitely, it's definitely a dark industry um, that, that people... They just need to know. We just want to bring awareness. And One of the um, – I, I was telling this to someone and their eyes were just like so enlightened to it. And sometimes when I talk about this, I feel like, um, you know, have I been so desensitized from it that it doesn't affect me, you know, like mm-hmm. emotionally? Like when I hear these horror stories of men and women being raped on set, on set uh, my heart breaks for it. I just think God is – allowed me to see the darkness in it. And so I can talk about it without getting extremely emotional, I guess, on the outside. But I was telling this guy, I was like, you know, what we see the finished product, you know, of these videos is, is so overlaid and, and it looks Mm -hmm. like, man, this is the most perfect thing in the world. Right? Like you watch porn and you're like, I want to do this. Like this, this is perfect. And little do you know, that scene um, has had to be, you know, reshot at least a hundred times. I was reading an article about this woman who she literally had to go through the horrible act of anal penetration um, fifty times to make this scene, mm. and it was it got to the point where she like was begging her producer to shoot her up with heroin so she could get through the scene. Oh my gosh! And for the guys, like, you know. Uh, men watching it were like, man, these dudes like, you know, um, not to be inappropriate here, but like they always have the biggest stuff. And little do you know is like they've popped like four Viagras 
to to keep it up and yeah. to make it look like that. And then besides like all the post editing that goes into it. Yeah. So porn is literally this fantasy fake world that we've bought into and we've said this is real. Yeah. And um and it's turned into like when these actors get out of the industry, I mean a lot of them have STDs. Yeah. Um a lot of them literally um what you you told me actually about uh, a story of how um it's actually causing PTSD. Yeah. With a lot of yeah. maybe explain a little bit about that. Yeah, I mean it's this it's created such anxiety and fear um that it's like hurt their ability to have real relationships. And yeah. so um you know just imagine the anxiety of that being like an everyday thing and then someone actually like wanting to be intimate with you and you having an intimate relationship it just causes all of these um these fears to arise and like yeah. just absolute like struggles that they have to like do counseling and like yeah. work through like it's well, it's real deal well real deal stuff. you know every year fight the new drug um when whenever a new year rolls around they'll put out the top searched um terms for Pornhub specifically and um I would encourage you, and I'll try to find the article, and I'm going to link it in our show notes. Um, so if you're listening, it'll be in our little description, and you should be able to click that link. Um, it will make your stomach turn. Yeah. The number one search term in 2019, this will blow your mind, was stepmom and stepson. Yeah. And when I when I read that, I, I instantly said to myself, okay, the reason people are searching this out is because that's really happened to them. Mm -hmm. They've been sexually abused. They have had horrible things done to them. And so they're searching this out, trying to make sense of why it happened. Mm -hmm. And, um, and, and just like, oh my gosh, I think incest was like number three. Yeah. Um, makes my heart break. And it's just like, um, it's grueling to be able to see that stuff and to hear the stories and the interviews. Um, and so I just want to share real quick some statistics. Um, and, and this was actually done this year by Barner Research Group. They um, actually have the book in front of me right now, but they produced a book called The Porn Phenomenon. And um, incredible book just about like raising awareness and, and really sharing the point blank statistics on porn. Um, but check this out. These statistics will, will hopefully give you insight into this world if maybe you're still in the dark. 96% per of men watch porn weekly. Wow. 96. Okay. And, and, and this next stat, by the way, this has gone up by, I believe they said 10% just in the last year. 31% of women view porn weekly. Hmm. So it's not just like a men thing anymore. No. It's it's turned into like, you know, women are engaging in it. Uh, 62% of teens send nudes to each other um, on a weekly basis. And that, you know, if you don't know what that is, the term there is, is, is called sexting. So teens are, are sharing these photos. And one of the scary statistics about this is if a boyfriend and a girlfriend are in a relationship and they're sharing, you know, nudes with each other, first off, that's child porn. Yep. Um, it's a felony. Those kids get the same sentence that an adult would. Yep. And um, and so I would encourage you if you if you're a teenager listening, um, stop sending nudes. Trust well, me. If you're a parent who has teens, please monitor, monitor. their stuff. Listen, I, I tell this to parents all the time. 
when you give your child an electronic device and you don't give them any training on it, you don't set any kind of parameters, any boundaries, it's the equivalent of giving a loaded handgun and expecting them to know how to work it. Mm-hmm. If I gave my little baby, Jude, and this is kind of a graphic thing, but if I gave him a loaded handgun that had one in the chamber, he would probably fire it because he doesn't know better. Yeah. So for teens, they don't know better. And for a parent to say, well, you should know better. No, parents, listen, if you're listening, you should know better. Yeah. You should do the research. In most high schools, you'd be blown away. But what I was getting at earlier is when a boyfriend and girlfriend break up, there's this thing that's – and it's huge right now in culture. It's called revenge porn. Yeah. And what it is is they'll start sharing and blackmailing that nude around the high school. And then that girl or guy gets the reputation of, oh, look at this whore. Look at this slut. Yeah. And um, it, it turns into this vicious, evil cycle. And then that turns into bullying, which then turns into suicide. I mean, it is just like a progression of evil. Yeah. Um, 50% of women who um, have, have um, basically have sent a nude now view porn regularly. Mm. 50%. That's wild. Um, 30% or 36% of men seek help um, with their porn issue. So that just shows you still porn is modernized as it is, as much as it is in our face. Um, it's still causing people not to seek help. Because, you know, look at it from this perspective. You're a married man or woman and you are secretly looking at porn. What do you think that's going to do to your partner? Yeah. It's going to destroy, right? The The trust barrier that's been established is going to be destroyed. It's going to go away. Um, and, and so I think a lot of people are afraid to come forward. But here's the thing. It eventually will come to light. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I would rather see men and women take the next step of saying, listen, I'm struggling. I need help. Because here, here's what I'm going to say. Will your marriage get better? That's up to you. Yeah. You know, and, and if God's in the mix, God can do anything. He I've watched him restore marriages that had been um, victimized by pornography. Yeah. But on the flip side, I've also seen marriages completely destroyed and, and divorce happen because their spouse was so devastated. Yeah. Um 32% of teens and young adults say porn is wrong. Only 32%. That's wild. Yeah. That the majority of teenagers are like um, and, and I was talking to um, this. This just like affects me. But I was talking with an eleven-year-old the other day, and um, in a counseling session, and this person was struggling um, with porn. And um, the thing that really hurt me is is when this person said that at their middle school lunch table that porn is the topic that's discussed the most. Mm-hmm. Not sports, yeah. not Madden, not video games. Porn is is the number one topic that's discussed. And this was specifically, you know, with, with middle schoolers. And so, um, in fact, I, I didn't add the statistic in, but um, I, I just thought about it. You know, the average age of exposure to pornography is seven years old. Mm. Seven years old. Um, we we heard a story the other day um, that their um, I think it was like a five year old or something. It was like a kindergartner or whatever grade that is. Um, 
was um, their friend on the playground was talking about porn. Five years old, people. So this is like, this is infectious in our culture. It's become this phenomenon that it's sweeping the land. A couple last stats here. 67% of people looking at porn use it for arousal, right? So the majority of people looking at porn are using it to to um, to masturbate to, um, they're using it for arousal, maybe in their marriage. Um, believe it or not, a lot of spouses will use porn to arouse each other so that they can have sex together. I don't get that. Like, are you not <laughs> attracted to your spouse? Or Yeah, y'all need to stop watching that and y'all need to get spicy by yourselves. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> uh, 50% of pornography users show a direct link to sexual violence. So we've seen this a lot just in articles um, and research. And, you know, when you when you start watching porn, a lot of times you start at, you know, I guess you would say, um, I don't know, more missionary <laughs> or whatever. Like <laughs> you're pretty basic yeah. um, sex. And as you watch it, the the chemicals in your brain aren't um, aren't aroused or aren't working the way it used to. And so you have to go a little bit more extreme and a little bit more extreme to keep up with that same excitement, that same thrill. Um, And so, you know, with people who are addicted um, for long periods of time, you watch their habits of porn get more aggressive, um, more dark, more um, dangerous, um, their, yeah. their need to, um, to get aroused or to, to handle their business to something, um, that gets really, really harmful, um, and violent end up taking place, um, because the, the other stuff isn't, isn't working anymore. Um, and so that is one of like, one of the biggest issues with the porn industry, um, mm-hmm. is, is that need to, to get more extreme. Um, well, and, um, and like I said, this isn't to shame people. So no, if you're listening, no, absolutely not. um, please, please hear me. This is to shame the topic absolutely. and the issue. Not, not if you watch this or you've partaken in it, but one of the big things in our culture, 50 shades of gray. Yeah. I mean, that literally is violent torture rape. Yeah. You know, it, it might seem like the woman is enjoying it in the movie and in the books and that. I've never watched it, never partaken in it, yeah. but from articles I've read about it, I mean, it's it's modernizing um, violent porn yeah. and violent sexual behaviors. I mean, for this dude, from what I've heard, you know, in the, in, in the movie, in the books, like he gets aroused by torturing. Hurting her, yeah. Yeah. And, and she, like I said, because women are more emotional, she gets this emotional connection to him. Mm-hmm. And it turns into this sick symbiote of just like ugh, like he's aroused because he's abusing her she's liking it because you know um she's become used to the pain or whatever yeah and so we're seeing even like in in people would say okay well that's not porn it's a movie and a book well no it's porn softcore yeah yeah it's softcore magic mike softcore porn yeah um so when we start seeing trends like this in culture, I mean, and we've known, I mean, for years, TV especially, I mean, you got shows like um, like Game of Thrones that just make my stomach sick because um, not only is there incest on that show, but you have full-out sex scenes. I mean, it's mm-hmm. hardcore porn. Mm-hmm. 
And um, and it's a show like I know for a lot of people they're like, well, we like the story of it, we like the medieval mm-hmm. stuff, and that's cool. Uh, go watch uh, Lord of the Rings. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean. Like, yeah. why would you expose your eyes um, to that? Well, and to you know when you when you say like, oh, well, I don't really pay attention to that, or it's not really porn or whatever. It's it's again, it's that door opening, right. and that's what we talk about with that. You know, you're you're intrigued. And yes, you might not care about it at the moment, but when you're alone, does it start to change? Does the, the does your thoughts towards that start to change? Yeah. Um, and so, and it's just allowing like what you watch, like if you start with Magic Mike or whatever it is, and you're watching it, um, and then you know you're like, well, that wasn't that big of a deal, and so I'll watch something else, and well, that's not that big of a deal, or I'll just close my eyes, or whatever it is. There's that justification that comes along with it, and then when people are watching it, and then your husband, your wife, or something have, yeah. ends up having a porn issue or something because their eyes were open to things that yep. you know they didn't necessarily mean to happen. And then now you're upset with them. But meanwhile, you both were engaging in yep. something that seemed harmless. Seemed harmless and in so the moment. <laughs> we talk about this to not only bring light to it, but to warn you warn you and and plea with you to guard yourself at all times. You know, a side note that Josh and I, we don't watch any nudity in our home. Nope. Um, I mean, we literally don't watch like Anything. That is like my second Holy Spirit. I always like brag (laughs) on that because she does a great job at guarding my heart and my eyes. Um, And it's helped me, you know, as a former porn addict, like, hey, if if there's a really cool movie out Mm -hmm. um, and it has sex in it and nudity, a lot of times we'll just say, we're not going to watch it. Yeah. It's not We're not going to allow it in our home. Yeah. And for, and like, and that's just with like anything. Like, if they're, if there's whatever, you're a hunky superhero guy and he's wearing a Speedo or his shirt's off. <laughs> like, I'll be honest. Like, I don't necessarily watch that. And you can think I'm a prude and whatever, but I don't need to watch that. That doesn't, that not only does that not do something for me, but I don't need it to open something that I don't need to open. And, and that's the same for my husband. I expect, and I hope that same kind of honor comes from him. And I'm grateful to know that it does. And so if there is something that we're watching and something like comes on that we're not necessarily the most comfortable with, I can look at him or even without looking at him, I don't even have to. And I know like he's already closed his eyes. He's moved to something else or he's gotten up and left the room. Like there's just that kind of honor and loyalty in our marriage. And, you know, some of you can say, well, geez, that seems kind of extreme or whatever. And that's fine. You can think that we're extreme, (laughs) but we're taking boundaries where we know that they need to be because of our past, because of what we've experienced and because we want our marriage to stay pure and whole and that we're not trying to open any doors for the enemy to take and twist things around and mess things up because that's not our heart. Um, and sometimes you need to be extreme. <laughs> no, it, it, you have to be extreme in fighting this battle because I'm telling you, you could close all the world off in this these different areas, porn, sex, um, the lies will somehow eventually find you. Yeah. 
and, and get you. And, um, and so, yeah. And the thing about what we've noticed is that it is really destroying intimacy. It's destroying trust. Um, it, it's destroying the fabric of what marriage is supposed to be. Um, I'm proud to say, and there is not a single ounce of shame or regret in this, that when I married Becca and on our honeymoon night, I walked into that as a virgin. Yeah, same. And trust me, growing up in high school, all my friends, they were always telling me how stupid I was and, oh, you should just, you know, give it a try. You'll like it. And I'm grateful even while I was addicted to porn, I would say no. Yeah. Because I just knew one day, man, I wanted to give myself away wholly, um, wholeheartedly to my to my future spouse. And um, and yet again, man, like if you messed up early on in your life and, and you had sex and you went there, um, I love that the Bible says now there's no condemnation for those in Christ Jesus. Yeah. So like there's no shame there. Like it is what it is. I believe God can restore that purity. He can yeah. restore that thing that was maybe taken from you. Um but um, one of the things we want to talk about real quick, um, and we won't get into clearly detail because it's too much TMI, <laughs> but um, I'll never forget. So our wedding day, um, the day that a lot of people are looking forward to as husband, like, um, you know, there's some preparation that went in before that that day because I knew once that day is over where we were going to be our honeymoon <laughs> night. Hello. Um, you know, so there's the, there's the buying of the condoms, right? Cause you don't want to get like oh, your wife pregnant. Uh, you got to get the lube. You got to get, oh my God. You, you know, you want to make sure that night is ready and prepared. Um, and I'll never forget <laughs> on the drive, we're, we're driving to our honeymoon and, um, you were gorgeous by the way. My oh, man. God, <laughs> Jesus, you're gorgeous. Um, and we, and we get to where we were, you know, going and, um, and this is kind of the funny thing about like porn and like movies and TV shows. They never show you um, kind of like the preparation so before the work. lovemaking. It's so much work. <laughs> My God, you need to shower, right? Because who likes a stinky person? Uh, um, second of all, you want to prepare yourself mentally, physically, mm-hmm. right? Like in movies, it's like, boom, they're in the sheets. Yeah. Like, okay, did they take a shower? Because, ew. <laughs> or it's like. Or, like, if they're trying to be funny and, like, be real, it's, like, horribly awkward and embarrassing. <laughs> and, you know, it's so funny. So, I remember I remember um, someone I know who, who would, you know, had sex before me and stuff. And they had said, you know, when you go to have sex, like, always have a sense of humor. And, and so, I was just Truth. like, okay, that's literally the most uncomfortable thing to hear. Like, why <laughs> am I having a sense of humor? Um, but it's just so true. And so, you know, like when we were getting there and trying to get everything all, you know, cute and ready and stuff. And I just like, oh, my gosh, my heart was like pounding. And so um, just Making because. Making sure the slow jams are on, fellas. <laughs> yes. You know what I mean? Get your slow jams playlist. For real. If you're thinking about getting married, y'all, men, get your slow jams, like playlist ready, have candle, the whole shebang. But Love your um, wife. <laughs> but the one thing. Like, always to remember, like, this was advice given to me, and I really appreciated it, was if you just, if the nerves were too much and everything was just too scary, like, you know, because it goes from zero to 100 uh-huh. real quick, um, take your time. Like, you don't have to do everything the right. first night out. Um, and so, and that's really just what, like, we did, was we just enjoyed each other. Right. 
And after all the prep and like super funny, like side note, <laughs> which was so like oh funny now, but not cool. <laughs> I, I didn't tell Josh, but, um, when, so when I was, this was like several days before the wedding, I had gotten like this nair stuff for like my legs <laughs> and like, I, you know, you just want to be silky smooth and not have to worry about like shaving every day constantly. Well, I used it cause it said you could use it on your armpits. So I did. Cause I was like, well, what the heck? Why not? It literally burned my skin. <laughs> I had on my wedding day. Oh God. And throughout our honeymoon, oh I had like scabs on my pits that hurt so bad constantly. And so I'm just saying I suffered for the cause. <laughs> Anyways. Everyone's listening's like, all right, uh, I don't know if I can tune into this podcast anymore. Too much TMI. But hey, we're real. We're gonna share some real details. But please just think I'm funny. <laughs> Don't be weirded by me. Think I'm funny. <laughs> so there's going to be people that see you out in public and they're just going to not have eye contact with you now. Wow. Thanks, Josh. <laughs> now that I feel super embarrassed for sharing no, no, that no, story. No, no. no. Listen, um, when our honeymoon night ended, I think for both of us, you know, there's a sense of relief. Like, oh, man, like all these. And, here, and here's what happened. All the stuff that we had learned from culture. Right. And I would just say, like, none of it. I literally. questioned everything. Like. In a good way. Like, it was wonderful. Like, it was a f- amazing night. But, like, truly and honestly, like, there were, like, there were so many things about that night that I was like, yeah, I had no idea. Not what I expected. Not even a little bit. I honestly was, like, really concerned that I didn't know how things worked. <laughs> Sometimes I was like, what the heck? It was just crazy. So if you, if you, um, and I had this, this is, this is a funny story. Uh, man, this is really funny. Anyway, I was in Starbucks one time and, um, I have my shirt that says porn kills love. And, um, we were, I was like going up to order or whatever. And the, the lady that was taking my coffee, who, by the way, would try to flirt with me and Becca knows this lady and she wanted mm. to like pluck her eyes out. Um, I had no feelings for this lady, not even on my radar. I'm like, lady, just give me my Dane latte and let me get the heck out of here. All right. (laughs) So I go up to order and she, she like does this like double look at my t-shirt and then she looks me dead in the eyes and she says, what's wrong with porn? And I was like, what do you mean what's wrong with porn? There's a lot of stuff wrong with porn. She's like, (laughs) yeah, but don't you want to learn some like new spicy moves for like your partner? And, uh, I was like, No. Because what I'm watching isn't reality. Mm. And I could say that for our honeymoon night. Like, all the crap I looked at as a teenager did not help me for my honeymoon <laughs> night. It did not prepare me. So if you're like, well, I'm going to watch porn because it's going to teach me how to do stuff. Promise you, don't buy that lie. Just go with the flow that night. Allow it to happen. And you get mature over time yeah. when it comes to that. But This um, is also the same lady who, knowing he was in a relationship, which is why I'm not a fan of her, said that he needed to get with a real woman. So, yeah. He didn't talk to her anymore. I did not. I said, God, get me out of here. This <laughs> Jezebel is trying to get me. <laughs> um, yeah. Um, you know, I think, like, we've, we've talked a lot about statistics. We've talked a lot about this stuff. Um, so, you know, what are some lies, I guess, for guys and then Becca can share, 
you know, what some lies are for women um, when it comes to sex. I think for guys, the, the biggest lie that we believe is that sex makes us a man. Mm-hmm. And can I just say, if you're defining your manhood off one pleasurable act, Yikes. that is a sad manhood. Mm-hmm. And that is not a manhood that I would want to have. I remember, and, and this is like still a thing in culture, like guys look at um, how many girls they've had sex with as like trophies. Yeah. How sick is that first off of, to to um, to objectify a woman as a trophy mm-hmm. is just whatever, mind-blowing. But that's, that's a huge lie. I think another thing, guys, that we believe about sex is um, we believe that that's the only thing that can fulfill us. Mm. And, and this is why you see people who they continuously have sex with, with different partners because it just never fills. And what happens is there's a real spiritual act, and I'm not going to get deep here, in, at least in this podcast, but called a soul tie. So you get these soul ties through every partner you have engaged in sexual acts with, whether that was oral sex, whether that was, you know, uh, full out touching, emotional. Um, And what happens is that soul tie is connected in what we've watched. Literally, we we have watched this time and time again. Um, That couple will break up and somehow they end up back together. Mm -hmm. It's like, think of it like a rubber band. You, You can run as far as you want, but until that rubber band is cut, Mm-hmm. It's going to keep coming back together. Yeah. And um, and those soul ties have to be dealt with. And that's a whole other topic. We call that inner healing. Um, at one of the future later podcasts, we'll talk about inner healing and, and just yeah. how it's impacted us. But um, I would say another huge lie, and then I'll let Becca share um, for lies for women. Another lie that guys believe about sex is that, um, is that this is like um, – what, what, I'm trying to think of the right word here – not not even the fulfilling part, but this is the thing that like gives you a sense of your purpose, right? So it, it gives you like, um, I, I think what culture has taught us is like until you've had sex and until you've established, you know, those so-called trophies that you don't have any purpose in life. Like you could have a great job, you could have a great career, but somehow we've equated um, performing sexual acts and, and having sex with, you know, partners as that is your purpose. Mm. And that's just not your purpose, dude. Like, um, is sex amazing? 100%. Is it is it like a thing that you should look forward to? Yes. But don't allow the lie of, no, this is where my purpose comes from. That's not where your purpose comes from. Mm-hmm. Your purpose is in who you've been created to be. Yeah. Not in the stuff that you do. And, um, and, and yeah, those are some big lies I know guys believe, um, babe. Um, so I think for women, um, you know, if, if we have sex, he'll stay. I Mm, think there's a fear of, um, that, that being alone. And so, and like, again, women, like we are emotional creatures. It is who we are. There's nothing wrong with that. Um, but we crave that intimacy. And so, you know, a, a lot of times I've seen men who like, if you're not doing things with them because they're physical and like they're seers like that's just what they are right Uh, if you're not doing stuff with them then they're they're gonna bounce Mm. um and so that lie of like well they're gonna leave me if we don't have sex or i'm gonna leave you if, if we don't like take that next step um so that's a lie that we we buy into and honestly like and i say lie but sometimes that is true and if that's true let me tell you something right now lady let him go 
Because Let it go. <laughs> we just watched Frozen 2 tonight. <laughs> but but for real, like if you have a guy who does not value you and your worth and your identity enough to stay with you if you're not going to do things for him wow. or show you things that you're not ready to. Wow. Um, because let me tell you, you shouldn't be giving your boyfriend things that are meant for your husband. Ooh, Anyways. <laughs> but you need to just let him go. And I know that that like sounds harsh and abrupt and like can be really hard. And I have been in those situations, but I'm telling you right now, God's plan, the one that, you know, the Lord has called you to be with, um, is so much better. Like stop wasting your time with someone who does not care about you and value you. Um, otherwise. Can I I preach on this real quick? Go right ahead. All right. Hold on. Um, I think we, I don't know if we shared this little fun fact about us. I think we did in our first podcast, Uh but um you know we waited in our relationship to kiss until engagement and we did that because knowing both of our past history but also as a man i just felt like and and this is going to be it's kind of funny so it could be funny and it's just like it's out there but listen i wanted to like take dominion and control over my sexual desires and just take control of my penis <laughs> I didn't expect that, y'all. <laughs> I'm just saying, listen, men, it is 100% possible yes. for you to save yourself physically until marriage. 100%. Was it hard? 100%. <laughs> Was it difficult? Trust me, Becca is a gorgeous, beautiful, <laughs> the hottest woman on this earth. All right. And and when we would hug each other, when we you know would would get close during a movie, like it, it would get it would get hard. But we we saved ourselves, and um, and man, I just I think like as as human beings, um, we need to take dominion and control over those areas in our life that maybe like our natural instinct is like do it, do it, like you, you know go all in, and it's like no, take control. Yeah. Over your emotions. Why is your, why are your emotions dictating how you mm. behave? I anyway. don't preach. All right. Yeah. So there's just there's definitely a lot of lies I think that women buy into, but I think that's probably one of the most significant ones um that we have to constantly fight every day. Um and then like, you know, let's also just be honest. Like, yeah, guys are physical, but hello, so are girls too. Like yeah. Not only do we, like, want them to stay, but, like, obviously, if we're, like, attracted to them, we want to have sex with them, too. Like, it's not a (laughs) one-way street. And so, just like Josh said, like, it's taking control of, like, let me tell you how many times, like, it was so hard when Josh and I were dating or engaged. And I was like, oh, my gosh. I just love him. Or especially, y'all, when we were engaged. Because I was always going to marry him. Come on. And so, let me tell you right now, that is not an excuse. (laughs) Come on. To do things you're not supposed to be doing yet. Like, wait till the wedding day if you can. And if you, you know, if you are waiting, wait. Um, Because it's just so, it's so incredible to do that. And so, um, yeah, I think that's, I think that's also just a cultural lie sometimes is it's just guys who like crave it. But like, man, as women, like, so do we. We crave to be um, loved on. Yeah. Um, So we'll move forward because they're getting a little bit long. Yeah. Yeah. so I think we're going to take up some questions that we got from our listeners. Um, so I think we're going to hit on just like two um, yeah. for you guys when we wrap up. Um, so I'll take the first one. Um, so how do you go about having the conversation with a possible significant other about chastity? So 
I think, first of all, let's just call it what it is. You're talking about boundaries yeah. um, and how to stay pure. Talking about and so yeah. yeah. Um, and so, man, I would just say, like, if that's a conversation you're looking to have, pull the Band-Aid off. Like, just do it. Like, this whole, like, stigma of being scared um, or feeling like they're going to leave you, if they leave you, goodbye. Right. Like, if this is something that you hold value, and you should, um, because, you know, you're worth it. Right. You should hold that value over it. And if you have to worry about someone not valuing you enough, then they can go. Right. And so if you just pull that, ba- that um, the Band-Aid off and you just say, like, hey, this is important to me. Um and, and I value you. And so as the guy or the girl, like, I want to honor you in this as well. And yeah. so I want to set those boundaries. I want to be abstinent. I want to remain pure until that wedding day. Just do it. Um, right. I know for me, like, when Josh did it, um, like, I mean, he literally just pulled the band off. He was like, hey, listen, so we're not going to do this. We're not going to do this. We're not going to do this. And yeah. I was like, oh, okay. But you know what? I literally was like, who could complain about this? Like, this man sees so much value in me, and he loves me, and he wants to remain pure, and he wants to, like, save this beautiful... I want to get to know you. Yeah. Like, I did it, like, as gorgeous and beautiful, like, as you are. Like, I wanted to get to know who you were emotionally. Yeah, and because, you know, here's the deal. When you add... When you add physical touch um, and and sexual touch, it just shifts. Like, your relationship shifts. And that's not – I'm just being honest, you know. It's it's hard to get to know someone because once you, like, tap into those things, you're like – I mean, come on. Let's be real. Like, that's what you think about. You're like, oh, I just can't wait to kiss them or whatever it is. Like, you just desire them. And that's not a bad thing. But that's why God has set parameters and he has, like, this perfect time for that specific – those specific feelings. And so – that was that year and a half or whatever, you know, the year, it was like two years between engagement and like marriage and dating and everything. Um, Josh just became my absolute best friend. Yeah. Um, and I knew everything about him. Yeah. Like, because we just had such incredible conversations because we could, we could get to know each other. Right. Um, and that was, that was such a incredible part to our relationship and who we are as a married couple now. Um, because that I don't know that we ever would be no. if like, I don't think that we would be as tight knit and know each other so intimately. Um, if we would have just went there, if we, yeah, if yeah. we would have just went there. Yeah. And so I would just say, if this is a conversation you're looking to have, know your worth, know your identity and just like do it, have the conversation. And if they don't value that, then they can go. Yeah. Um, because what you're wanting to do is is so valuable. And and for those like like Josh kind of said earlier, we really believe that the Lord can restore purity. Yeah. And so if you've gone there, if you've jumped the gun, listen. God loves you. Yep. <laughs> He's for you. Yep. He still has a purpose and a destiny of purity for you. Yeah. And so Instead of just saying, well, I've already done it. Who cares? Right. That is a lie that culture spits at you. And that's a lie from the, that, from the enemy. Right. And so you can 
take what you've done. You can forgive yourself because God forgave you if you ask for forgiveness and move forward in the purity that he has given you. Because the Bible says the Lord washes us white as snow. And so if that's what the Lord can do, then you can walk in that wholeness um, into your future relationships and into your current relationship. If that's something where you both decide like, hey, we need to stop, um, you can do that. Yeah. So that's yeah. great. Uh, second question. Um, and these questions, by the way, are, are great. Thank you for submitting them. Yeah. And uh, in the future, on any topic we're talking, um, we love answering questions. But the, the second question is, can you date a girl who is not a Christian and does not have any desire of uh, becoming a Christian? Here's here's my answer. Could you? Yep. Sure <laughs> could. Um, but if you are a Christian... And that is something that you value and you've put in a, you know, your heart towards and attention. Um, the Bible just puts it like this. And these are the words of Jesus. These aren't the words of Josh or Becca. Um, he says, you can't be uh, equally yoked with an unbeliever. Mm-hmm. Meaning, if you go into marriage or if you get serious in that relationship and that person literally has no desire at all to follow Jesus, there is always going to be this conflict mm-hmm. in your relationship and you're all and there's always going to be like this missing part of just like why won't this person you know believe and follow me and eventually here's what i know happens because i've watched it happen um two things will happen a you're going to break up relationship's done you've wasted a bunch of time um second is you will start to drift from your faith mm-hmm. And it'll start becoming where like, you know, that person's like, well, don't go to church. Like, you know, let's let's go do this. And so you start slowly but surely drifting further away from your faith to the point of like where you say, ah, eh, what's the point? Yeah. And um, and I know like there's this concept in Christianity, and it's just funny to me, um, called missionary dating, <laughs> meaning like you're somehow gonna save that person. Um you're not. You're not. Only, number one, only Jesus can save. Yeah. Um, but second of all, like if that person doesn't have any desire, they just want to, you know, be intimate with you. They're not going to, they're not going to desire, um, Jesus. And there's really nothing you can say that is going to, uh, help them do that. So I would just say if they're a non-believer, you know, and I know it's hard to say this, but man, just steer away from that relationship. There is plenty of amazing single girls out there. Who um, who love Jesus and need a good guy in their life who also loves Jesus, and um, and I know that's kind of rude, and you might say, well, that just seems terrible that you would just shun away an unbeliever. In this context, yes, because relationships, there's that intimacy level um, that you're sharing with, and you want to share equal values with someone. Yeah, well, you know, you have to think about it kind of like this. Is like, if I have something that is so incredible and amazing, and like, I just love it. And that's your relationship with the Lord. But my spouse or my person that I'm doing life with doesn't get that. When I have those encounters or those moments with Jesus, and I want to like share, they're never going to understand. So there's always going to be this disunity. Um and that just stinks. Like, yeah. I can't imagine, like, having yeah, this awful. whole whole part. Of, and here's the deal. The Lord asks us to give our entire life. And so you can't do that. Like, yeah. when you walk into a relationship knowing that they don't want anything to do with your what your life is supposed to be about, right. 
then you're never going to have a, f- a fully fulfilled life. Right. Now, it, I think it does di- it differ, you know, if you're in a relationship and you both, like, you get married or whatever and you weren't a non-believer and you get saved, then, like, totally don't give up on your relationship. Like, right. pray right, that right, your right. other person. So, that's, like, a whole different subject. But don't, like, this was like, walk dating. knowing, like, <laughs> yeah. what the outcome is going to be. Yeah. Because um, that that's just, let's use as much wisdom as possible of like what you want for your life and what you want for your, for the person that you want to do life with. Yeah. Um, have those expectations. Well, and just, you know, keep in mind Christianity, it's a relationship. It's a way of life. It's not like a political view. Um, because (laughs) I know like there's a lot of times me and Becca, um, differ on our political views. Um, and, and when I, you know, when I think of topics like that, that's something, okay, that's healthy to differ on. Yeah. But when it comes to like our walk and what we want and desire, um, you know, to move forward in Jesus, man, he's that vision in your life. He's he's that one that gives you purpose. It's hard when that other person doesn't want any of that. And he's he is when your relationship is failing, when when seasons are hard, mm. when things are rocky, yeah, he so is good. what holds you to be steadfast. He is what refills you. And he is like where you go when you just have nothing. Yeah. And so to not be able to share in that, that's when a lot of relationships fall apart. You know, I I just know my relationship with Josh and like, and, and us getting to do ministry together yeah. and like do things together. Um, man, we're just like, we're a powerhouse when we're in unity. Right. Um, and that is like something that I can't imagine not having. Right. And so like, you have to think about like just that blessing and that anointing that yeah. comes over when you are united with someone who has that same, um, same pursuit and desire um, for, for Jesus. Um, and so that blessing reigns so much stronger and that anointing is so much stronger because of our unity yeah. um, and because of us both running for the same thing. Yeah. Well, and uh, and we want to leave um, you guys on this episode um, kind of a thought that I think for both of us came to our minds, like, you know, where do we go? Yeah. Um, this, you know, I know probably hearing all this stuff in this episode, hopefully it encouraged you. Hopefully it woke you up. Um, but I know some of that stuff is heavy that we talked yeah. on. So we want to leave you guys with some encouragement. Um, first off, um, some resources, um, which I think these are, are amazing. Like we mentioned, Fight the New Drug is an incredible just awareness slash like if you need help um, with monitoring apps on any of your technology guys like and and gals like get apps on your phone on your ipad on your you know um computers that monitor what you're looking at and um and the second thing is you know get a accountability partner accountability Accountability will will keep you in check um and if you follow through with that i'm telling you you can break the unhealthy cycle of of sexual addiction and porn in your life um, so fight the new drug, great resource. Um, the triple X church is another, uh, triple X church is wild. They actually go into, um, porn conventions out in Vegas and they set up a booth in there and they talk to actors, actresses, people engaging in the, um, in the conference about porn and, and they engage them and to say, Hey, there's a better way. Yeah. And they've actually rescued people from the porn industry. Um, because this is another, and this is a crazy fact. Um, the majority of actors and actresses in the porn industry aren't always just these like high up actors who live in mansions in Beverly Hills. 
literally the majority of them are human sex trafficked yeah. victims. Yeah. And so, guys, when that scene ends, guess where that person's going? They're going back in their chains until the next scene. Yeah. And um, and these people help rescue. So Triple X Church, great resource. Um, and then um, a couple of years ago, the Lord had put on my heart to develop just a really simple guide to help rewire um, our brain. You know, Dr. Caroline Leaf, who is an amazing um, neuro uh, doctor, she, she basically did this study of if we can rewire our brain to think differently, we can actually heal our brain from things that drugs have destroyed, mm-hmm. you know, the pathways in our brain, um, porn, because what porn does is it opens your neuro pathway to an unhealthy level and increases the dopamine levels um, to just flow at an unnatural rate. So she she said if we can rewire our brain to think different in 21 days, um, we can actually break cycles mm-hmm. in our life. And so um, I developed this 21-day guide to freedom. And basically what it does is it combines prayer and scripture. Um, So every time you get a thought about porn, you declare a scripture and you pray. And what it does is it actually rewires your brain to think differently. So this 21-day guide, um, I'm going to also include that in the show notes. So you'll have that available to you. And um, and like I said, my email, uh, josh at mycitylight.org, reach out to me. If you're listening to this and you need help, um, and also like if you're a gal, and you're on here and you're listening and you need help, email me and I'll get you in touch with Becca as well. And uh, we just want to help people. It's our heart. You know, we feel like the the crazy junk we went through. Um, I look at my porn addiction. I used to look at it as this um, horrible past history. And though it was, I look at it now as a blessing to help others get free. Yeah. And the Lord's using it. And so, um, yeah, where do we go from here? Guys, we stop the demand. That's right. We, we end this cycle, this vicious cycle that is just in our world. Listen, uh, think of it as a stream, right? And you've got these logs and they're just flying down this current. And, and this is the current of our culture that is just filled with sexuality. It's time for people to to get their log and, in, and hit it in the embankment yeah. and say, we're stopping the demand we're stopping this culture of of sexualizing everything everything and uh and listen if people call you a prude or if people call you whatever who cares yeah at least like you have a good moral conscience and and you're saying i'm going to stop the demand and um and i just want to encourage you like if you're listening and and man like you, you want to just start new listen take every day as a day of victory yeah like Absolutely. if you mess up, who cares? Get back start on track. start the next day. Say this is my day of victory, and I promise you, it is very, very, very possible to be porn free. It is very possible to live the rest of your life not having to deal um, with these things. And so, um, yeah, hopefully this has been an encouraging episode. And I know it was a little bit longer, um, but we just felt like this is an episode we just wanted to get out there um, at the jump. Um, but, but baby share with us, uh, our next episode. So I will, I just wanted to share one other thing. Yeah. Um, you know, as you take this journey, if you choose to take the journey, um, never think of yourself as a failure. Um, because honestly you don't fail unless you just quit and you stop. Yeah. And so anytime you do mess up, just get up and keep going, keep, keep grinding. Running. Um, because man, is it, it's so 
incredible and freeing to live porn free. Yeah. To have a healthy mindset. Yeah. Um, to have a healthy relationship. Um, and also just want you guys to know that like you hold such incredible value. Yeah. Um, Man, you have such an incredible purpose, and I don't even have to look at your face to know it, but, like, you are destined for such incredible things. Yeah. And so sometimes you just need your eyes open, and you need to pull your head, um, man, from the screen, and you need to focus your eyes on something else um, because you're going to accomplish some really incredible things yeah. once you choose to step away from that. And so, um, man, I hope this encourages you. Gosh, we love you. Um so much um and so and so two weeks from now we're going to um we're going to do a disney yeah. <laughs> podcast so we're gonna lighten it up <laughs> a little bit um and we're gonna talk all things disney um that josh will probably lead the most <laughs> of the podcast because he loves it and knows everything um but um we're really excited to just talk disney with you guys um laugh and hang out um and yeah so already start getting some disney questions because yeah, send um, us your questions we want to answer them like we said in our first podcast disney is a big part of our life yeah. um we have our a vlog that we started and that's just a fun journey to to remember memories that we make. You know, when I think of Disney, I just think of all these fun memories families get to make. And one day, you know, when we're old and gray, we're going to look back on these videos and, and share and <laughs> laugh in them. And um, so, yeah, it's going to be awesome. I can't wait to talk Disney. That is definitely a passion. Um, I just want to say, too, um, you know, if you haven't subscribed to the channel, um, subscribe to our channel um, so you can get notified anytime we drop a new podcast. And please share um, yeah. We especially this episode, man. We want this episode to reach people um, who are in the the mud, who are stuck, and um, and and please share it on your social. Um, let people know about it. And um, but we're excited. Thank you so much um, for joining us around the table tonight. And uh, hopefully, you enjoyed some good coffee, got some good um, encouragement, and uh, we look forward to to seeing you on the next podcast. We'll see you soon.